Hallelujah. We are blessed here this afternoon. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and grab your Bibles here this morning or this afternoon with me. Praise the Lord. And I'm excited. I'm, God, we've got, we got a 21-day fast coming. Amen. Hope you guys are getting ready. Hope you guys are excited. Because we truly believe here in the heart that God is going to do something. We're not just going on a 21-day fast because it sounds holy. Amen. Because anybody can do it, really. Anybody can not eat. Well, almost anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's really not just about, it's not about that. It's not about not eating. It's not about, you know, any of that. It's, it's about getting a hold of God, separating ourselves, allowing God to speak to us. How many know, because sometimes it's hard to hear his voice. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can't hear his voice. It's not because I'm a bad person. It's just because there's so many other things that, you know, uh, uh, try to take my attention and take me to work and family. Sometimes it's kind of hard to hear his voice. But when we begin to get into a fast and we begin to, you know, begin to sacrifice a few things within our lives, we're able to hear his voice a little clearer. A little louder, amen. Sometimes, sometimes we need a, we need God to scream in our ear. Hello, amen. I, I'm speaking to myself this morning. I just want to let you know that everything that I'm going to say here this morning is for me, amen. So I'm really excited that God is going to do something. Well, after right after service on the foyer, we're going to have the prayer board. It's going to be right out there. And maybe you weren't here Thursday night when we did it. We actually had the board right up here. And what we did was we had everybody come forward and just put their name on a day that you want somebody to pray for you. Because what's going to happen is. You say, you know, well, I need prayed for this, I need prayer for that, and I need prayer, and that's great, because all that stuff's gonna get prayed for, but like Pastor said, it's gonna get prayed through you. Through you. We're gonna be praying for you all day long on that day that you put your name up there, amen? You say, well, my, my, my mom needs prayer, and my kids, and they're all gonna get it, but it's gonna happen through you, because we're gonna be praying for you, and all those, other, all those other needs are gonna get met because of you, amen? So just put your name right there on, on whatever day, you know, you want, it, want all of us to be, because look around, this, these are the people that are gonna be praying for you all day long, amen? And hopefully before you leave, you give somebody your phone number so that on that day, they can say, hey, I got so-and-so's number, I'm gonna call them and say, hey, how you doing? Your name is Zip today and I'm praying for you, amen? I'm lifting your, you up, I'm putting you up before God here this afternoon and I just and pray for him over the phone. You know, so it's not just about, you know, well, I hope somebody's praying for me. No, this whole congregation is gonna be praying for you. This is fast for the heart, amen? So don't forget on your way out, if you haven't had an opportunity, put your name on that board, amen? Make sure you put your name on that board so we can pray for you, so we can see great things in the heart, amen? Give Jesus a hand of praise for that, amen? You got your Bibles here? Praise the Lord. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Amen. And, and along with the fast, you know, one of the reasons why we're doing it, of course, is because we want to see great things happen within the heart of the bay, which is not necessarily just the church, but the heart of the bay of the city of Hayward, right? The city of Hayward and the surrounding cities, the whole Bay Area, really. But we know that if, if anything's going to happen, if anything's going to change, it's going to start with us. It's going to start with us. So we got to make sure that our hearts are, are pure, make sure that our motives are where they're supposed to be and that we're righteous and we're holy before God. Not perfect, but where we need to be, amen? Because Christ knows that we're never going to be perfect, amen? But he just wants us to put ourselves in a, in a certain position so that we can be a blessing, so we can do what he's called us to do here in the city, amen? Are you there in the chapter four of Ephesians? Starting in verse 14. The Bible says right there that then we will no longer be infants, tossed back, for, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people. Uh-oh, people. By the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. I know there's no schemers here this morning, amen. Instead, the Bible says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body, somebody say mature, the mature body of him who is the head, 
and that is Christ. Praise the Lord. You can go ahead and have your seats here this afternoon. And there was two key words that was used there within that scripture. One of them was grow, and the other one was mature. Amen? So I want you to remember those two words, grow and mature, because that's kind of where we're going to be going here this afternoon. Amen? And how many know that God has got a plan for your life? God has got a destiny for each and every one of you. He has something specific that he, he designed you for. The whole reason you were born, the whole reason God created you and me is because he has something for us to do. There's something that he wants us to do. Amen. But there's some things that we got to grow through before we can do them. Can I hear an amen? And I've been a lot of, doing a lot of thinking. I've been doing a lot of praying lately um, about things. And I've always wondered why when I look around the church, I look around other churches, you know, our church too, um, and I always wondered why there's a lot of people that are here and sometimes they never reach their potential. For some reason, and it always baffled me, like, because you would see them come into the church, you might even see them go through our, our men's uh, rehabilitation home, and I'm a product of the home, and, and I would see guys and even girls, you know, go through the women's home when we had a women's home. How many know we need a women's home? Praise the Lord, I'm just going to throw that out, amen. Um, but I would see these different people come through the home or come into the church or however they came in, and I would see the calling of God upon their life, and all of a sudden they'd be gone, you know, not too much longer, or they would just be sitting here in the pews, never reaching their potential, never really growing into what God had for them, you know, and I always wondered, it kind of always broke my heart, and I always wondered, why, God? How come they never get it? Have you ever thought that before? You know, if you're working with people, hopefully you're, you know, how many people here, you, you like discipleship? You like discipling people, you like pouring into people? Well, when you're a discipler and you're pouring into people, sometimes, you know, you can agree with me, those of you that do it, and hopefully we all do that, amen? When you see somebody, they're just not getting it, you're like, what the heck? How come they're not getting it? Why, you know, and it, it really, it frustrated me, and I was like, man, Lord, what is it? You know, and uh, it brought me back to a conversation that I had with Pastor Estevan, just recently, I was blessed. I was able to go on a, a, a little road trip with him, amen. We went down to Visalia, and we went to, he actually went to go do a couple funerals, and I was able to travel with him, and we talked about a lot of different things, amen. When you're with pastor, he talks about a lot of different things, amen. And a lot of times, you just sit there and listen, praise the Lord. Um, but he, we, were talking about, was, we were talking about people in churches, and there's a lot of big churches here in, you know, in the Bay Area and all over, and I was saying, yeah, but what, what is it about you know, some of those churches, it just seems like they're doing anything. You know, and he's like, well, this is what it is. He says, there's a lot of people that they love God. They love God. No question about it. They love God, but they're not doing the work of God. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and, I, and it didn't hit me at that moment. I was just kind of like, oh, that's deep, right, at the moment. But then later on, as I was praying, God brought that word back to me. And he said, there's a lot of people that love God, but there's a lot of people that love God that are not doing the work of God. And I was like, Wow. Okay, now I see. Because here this morning, I, could, I would never tell anybody, you know what, I don't even think you love God, bro. Or I don't think you, you love God, sister. I would never tell anybody that. Because if somebody tells, comes up to me and tells me, you know, Pastor Toby, I love God. I'm, okay, you say you love God, praise the Lord. But are you doing the work of God? Are you doing the work of God? And I kind of like bring it back to you. Then, then, I, then it, God began to like, boing, that light, kind of, you know, like in the cartoons, the light goes on, light bulb. is like, light bulb, right? And I was like, that's why. That's why people are not feeling the potential in Christ. It's not that they don't love God, right? Because everybody here, we love God, right? Yes. Praise the Lord. So you said you love God, I believe you, amen? But it's not that there's not a, there's not a shortage of love for God within the church, but there's just a shortage of, of people that are doing the work of God. And I said, okay, well, Lord, well, how come people are not doing the work of the Lord? How come they're not doing the work of God? How come? 
You know, and I, cause I always look at myself and I say, well, how come, you know, for me, it just comes, I just do it. And then God said, but that's, that's you. God said, that's you. That is you. I created you like that. I created you the way I created you. I took you through the process I took you through and I did the things that I did for you, for you. And everybody else is not you. And I was like, oh, okay, amen. <laughs> cause I mean, know sometimes we look at people in the situations and we're like, how come they're not getting it? And we try to look through our eyes. We looked through our experiences and we looked through the way God dealt with us and things we went through. And then, but God had to remind me, well, they're not you. They're not you. You can't disciple the way that you were discipled necessarily. You can't do the things necessarily the way that happened to you. Everybody is a unique individual. God created everybody uniquely. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, you're unique. Amen? So as I began to pray and I began to think about it and you know, I began to remember that word that, that, that he shared and I, I said, okay, Lord. And he showed me, he says, why, how come people are not reaching their potential? And the word that came to me was, because they don't want to grow up. They don't want to grow up. Amen? They just don't want to grow up. And here this morning, you might be thinking, well, hey, hey wait a minute, Pastor. Wait a minute, hold on. I'm 25 years old. You know, I'm growing up. I'm a grown man. Amen? Anybody ever hear that? Right? Try to speak and say, hey, bro. You know, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, hey, bro. I'm a grown man. You know, you can't tell me, Right? Or you might be 45 years old. You're like, hey, hey, wait a minute. How dare you tell me that I don't want to grow up? I'm 45 years old. It's not about your age. Amen? Because I know a lot of 45-year-olds. Well, I'll just leave it at that. Amen? I'm just going to leave it at that. Amen? <laughs> Pastor's not here today. I'm, I don't want to get a afterwards praise the Lord. I'm just going to leave it right there. Amen? There's a lot of 25, 45, 16-year-olds. This is a lot of people from different age brackets that think they're grown up. But when it comes to Christ... They're still spiritual babies. Now, I see, you see here this afternoon, I'm pretty sure that all of us understand the concept of physical growth, right? I don't have, we don't have to have a biology class and you know, learn about you know, growth and different things like that physically. We all understand it, right? Are you with me? But that's not what I'm getting at here this afternoon. I'm not talking about growing physically. Because you see, babies, amen, how many here have babies? Praise the Lord, so you know exactly what I'm talking about, amen? You see, babies are very immature, Right? Babies, babies are very immature. Not only physically, but they're also, uh, 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 they're also immature mentally. Amen? Physically and mentally, babies are very immature. But that's how God designed them, right? God designed them. When, when they're born, they, boop, they're immature. They're not born mature. They're born very immature. But as parents, right, as parents, we do have some expectations of these babies. Am I right? We do have a few expectations. Even though, even though they might be babies, we still have a few expectations of those babies. And one of those, one of those expectations is, is that eventually they're gonna start growing. Hello, right? That they're gonna start getting taller, their arms are gonna start getting longer, right? Their hair is gonna start growing longer because some of us were born bald, hello. I was one of those, amen, I was born bald, praise the Lord. But I know there's a lot of babies that are born with like full heads of hair and so they don't really need to grow in that area. But most Times than not, most babies, you know, actually all the time, all babies, they need to grow, right? But that's something that's expected. We expect them to grow. We look at them and go, okay, grow, right? Okay, come on, grow, right? And they do, they grow. But when some, if we're watching our babies and we, we happen to notice, they're not growing. They're not getting taller. They're not doing the things that babies their age are supposed to do. Then hopefully we, we see that and go, something's wrong. Something is not right. Hold on here, Lord. Hold on, God. My baby's not growing. What's going on? And then we, what do we do? We take steps to figure out what's going on. How come the baby is not growing? How come it's not doing the things that it's expected to do or the things that God created it to do? God created babies to grow, right? He didn't just say, okay, you're gonna be born and that's, you're gonna stay like that. No, everything that God has created grows. Everything. 
The plants, the trees, the birds, us, everything. Everything that God created was created to grow. Amen? Now, spiritual growth, spiritual growth is very similar. Very similar process. But I'm here to let you know that spiritual growth is a lot more important. It's a lot more important than physical growth. Amen? Because everybody, we all experience physical growth. It just happens one way or another. Some of us grow more than others. Amen? Hallelujah. But the Bible talks about growth a lot. There's a lot of talk in the Bible about growth. But in the Bible, the growth is always used as the way to reach a goal called maturity. Amen? Remember I told you to remember that word? Maturity. When it talks about growth in the Bible, it always, it always couples it with maturity. Growth and maturity. Amen? Because sometimes people can grow. Babies can grow, but doesn't mean they necessarily mature. Mentally, right? Physically they might grow, but maybe mentally they might not. And it's also the way when it comes to the spiritual life as well. Amen? Now the Hebrew word maturity is translated as might, power, strength, and vigor. Amen? Come on, repeat that with me. Say might, power, strength, and vigor. Now, I don't know about you, but I would like to be a mighty person. Amen? I would like to be a powerful person. I would love to be a, a, a strong person. I would like to be somebody, a, a vigor, right? A very vigorous person. I would like to be known as that. Well, that's what the word uh, 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 maturity is translated in the Hebrew. That's what it means. Now, I don't know about you. You know, maybe today you don't feel very mighty. Amen? Maybe you're not feeling very strong or you don't feel like you got any uh, vigor in you, amen? Well, maybe you may need to do a, a self-evaluation. Say, man, am I really maturing in the things of God? Am I a mature Christian? Am I maturing? Am I growing? Am I on that track, amen? Am I going somewhere in my spiritual walk? If not, you might look at those things and say, wow, that's me. I, I don't have any strength. I don't have any power. I don't have any might. I don't have any vigor within my spiritual life. Well, then, my friend, here today, you might be lacking a little bit of uh, maturity within your your spiritual life, amen. I don't want to step on any toes here today. I just want to be real. I want to make sure that, you know, especially we're going into this 21-day fast, you know, and this, and this is how you're feeling. Well, these are the things that you need to look at and say, okay, within this fast or within this time of separation, I'm really going to focus on this. You know, I need to mature in, in Christ and God is going to be able to speak to you. He's going to be able to speak into your life. He's going to be able to show you areas where you need to grow, amen. Now, scripture describes for us the importance and the need to grow and mature spiritually. And if James, go ahead and throw that first scripture up on the, on the screen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Did he throw it up there? No. Second Peter 3.18. Hallelujah. The Bible says, but God, or but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. It says to grow, right, in grace and knowledge. And then 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 says this. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing. Your faith is growing. Your faith is growing. More and more and more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing, increasing. And in Philippians chapter one, verse nine, says, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more and more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Amen? It's talking about growing, abounding, more and more, more and more. Amen? How many of you got more? Amen. If you want more, say more. more. Praise the Lord. See, now I remember when I was a kid, some of you might not be able to remember that far back. 
Amen, but I'm able to, hallelujah. I'm not that old. Praise God. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I remember when I was a kid that I couldn't wait to grow up, right? How many of you guys, when you were a kid, you couldn't wait to grow up, couldn't wait to get older? Because we always used to look at all the, all the cool stuff we were going to be able to do when we got older, right? Man, I can't wait till I'm this old because I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to be able to stay up late, right? I'm going to be able to, you know, eat as much candy as I want on Halloween because, you know, my mom will, you know, go through my bag. Praise the Lord. And, you know, we used to think like that. I know I did. How many of you guys used to think like that? Man, I can't wait till I grow up, man, because I'm going to be able to do so much more than I can do now. Amen? But we should still have that same excitement when it comes to Christ, right? When we get saved, when we get our, God changes us, we should have that same excitement for the things of God. Man, I can't wait till I grow up in Christ. I can't wait till I get more, man, because I can go do this. And, man, I can go save souls, man. I can get sent out to another country, man. I can do this. I can, pastor can kick me out over there, and I can, you know, make an impact. And, man, just be excited when I, when I grow up. Right? When I, I can do great things for God. Amen? Because how many know that if you're an infant, you can't really do too much? When babies can't really do too much, right? They try, but how many know sometimes they fall? Right? And it's the same thing within the spiritual life. Sometimes we have that excitement, we get excited, but if we're not growing, that excitement sometimes is not enough. We have to stuff to grow, we have to mature. Because what happens is we're like, yeah! <laughs> and we fall, right? We trip, we stumble. And we fall, and what happens? The discouragement comes in, right? The enemy comes in. And next thing you know, now we don't want to do nothing. We're like, man, I tried, Master. I gave my best shot. It's like, yeah, but you're still an infant. You're still an infant. It's okay. It's all right. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to, to try and to go out and, and make mistakes, because that's how you learn. That's one of the ways you grow. Amen? Did you know that? One of the best ways you grow is by making mistakes. Amen? Pastor, Pastor Joseph used to always teach us, go and make mistakes. Pastor Steve used to say, just go and make mistakes because he knew it was going to grow us because we'll learn, whoop, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Amen. You know, whoop, oh man, I'm making sure I'm never doing that again, right? But only way you do that is by going out and trying and making mistakes. Pastor would say, okay, I'm giving you a, here, go, go make mistakes. Go, 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 go do it. Amen. But it's not to go out there and say, okay, I'm going to go make mistakes. Yeah. And look, look for places. I'm going to make a mistake right here. No, it was just trying things and doing things that we wouldn't normally do on our own. And if we fail, or not say fail, because it's not really failing, right? You're just making a mistake. Because when you, when you fail, you don't really learn nothing, right? But when you make a mistake, you learn something. You get something out of it. So it's okay to make mistakes. So go make mistakes, amen? Just don't make the same one over and over again. Praise the Lord. That's what you don't want to do. You don't want to make the same mistake over and over and over again. Because then it's, you're not growing. You're kind of not really going anywhere, amen? But we should have that same excitement about growing and getting closer to God, right, as we begin to grow. See, but Christ, growth in Christ is a little different than growth physically. And I'm gonna show you here this afternoon. Some of the principles, some of these insights I'm gonna share with you, they're gonna strengthen us, amen? They're gonna strengthen us, because you know, last Thursday, Pastor Darrell spoke a powerful message about standing against the enemy, right? Making, hold, making a stand against the enemy. But how many wanna know that it, to make a stand against the enemy, you gotta be strong? Right? You have to be able to stand your ground. Amen. You're not going to throw a baby out there in the middle of a war and say, okay, man, go, go out there and you know, go stand your ground. It's not going to happen. They're going to get hurt, right? They're going to get trampled on, and they might even die. Amen. It's the same thing with spiritual babies. You can't just throw people out there and say, hey, go out there and stand against the devil, brother. You know, I mean, maybe back in the old days that's how they did it, but how many know we learned a few things? We've learned a few things, amen? And yes, I mean, there's those ones that did it, man. They went out, you know, they got thrown out there, you know, and they did it. I don't know how. You know, it had to be the power of God, the favor of God upon their lives, man. But I don't, 
advise doing that, amen? Nowadays, I don't advise just throwing people out there and saying, okay, man, you need to go take a stand for, you know, for God and stand against the enemy. Not unless they're mature and they're, they're ready, they're prepared, they've gone through a few things, amen? But I'm telling you right now that, because there's going to be a battle. There's going to be some battles in our lives. We're going to fight the enemy, amen? Just because you get saved don't mean, okay, the battle's over. I'm never going to face opposition anymore because now Christ is in my life. No, all that stuff is still going to come, but now, now you've got some weapons, amen? Now you got some armor on. Now you can stand against the enemy because before he was slapping you around. Oh, that was just me. He was slapping me around. Amen. But now I got something that I can use. Now I can get out there and I can stand in front of the enemy and say, no, nah, you're not coming into my life. You're not coming into my family, man. No, I'm kicking you out. Huh? Praise the Lord. We don't send babies to war. But see, the sad thing is that in churches today, in you know, and again, I'm going to be real, amen, even in this church, even in our church, Victory Outreach International as a whole, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful ministry, I love this ministry, if it wasn't for this ministry, I wouldn't be here today, but a lot of the churches there are populated by spiritual infants, I mean, don't get me wrong, here, let me clarify what I mean, it's not like everybody here today, oh, you guys are all spiritual infants, no, what I mean is, we always have people coming, right, people are always coming in the church, people coming in getting saved, you know, because when I got saved, I was a spiritual infant, when you got saved, you were a spiritual infant, you know, and of course, we're always going to be, that's always going to happen. We're always going to have people that are spiritual infants coming into the church. But what I'm talking about is people that have been here a while. You've been here five years, you've been here 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you're still a spiritual infant. People are still spiritual, they're still spiritual babies. That's not why God created them. God did not allow them to be saved. God did not give them the gift of salvation to stay babies. God didn't save me so I could stay a baby. He didn't. And he didn't save you so you could stay a baby. He said, no, you're being reborn so that you can grow up in the things of Christ. You know, maybe you didn't grow up in the world. You might not have been, you know, the man that you were supposed to be in the world, the woman you were supposed to be. Maybe you didn't grow up, you know, like that in the world, but God has given us another chance. God is saying, you know what? I got something special for you. I got a mission for you. So I'm going to, you're going to be reborn and I'm going to raise you up and I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to give you some, some weapons and you're going to go back out there and you're going to do damage to the kingdom of the enemy. Amen. But there's a lot of spiritual infants in the church. People have been here for a while. We're all going to go through the season of being a spiritual baby. We have to, amen? Just like, you know, with regular babies, they have to go through that. There's that period of time where they grow, but, but they're growing, amen? They're growing. Look at your neighbor and say, are you growing? You see, Christians that are just not growing in Christ, they're just stuck. They're just stuck. They're just stuck. Sucking on spiritual bottles, Amen? Right, that's big. I was gonna get one of those big ones. Like, I mean, we got big ones. Some good. I mean, I'm serious. If I was like that, I'm, I would have a big one. Right, I wouldn't have one of them little ones. Some of us, some of they're, they're like that. There's people in the church today, and, I, and I'm not trying to. I don't want to offend anybody. Again, I'm just trying to be real, because I want to see people grow. I want to see people, you know, fulfill their potential. Amen. And sometimes someone's got to just tell us straight out, "Hey, you need to grow up in the things of God." Don't get stuck sucking on that spiritual bottle. I mean, it's all great in the beginning because it has what we need. Of course, you know, just like in a mom, when a, a mom is feeding the baby, it has what it needs. That's there for a reason. It's for a purpose. But then that time is over. Right? It's like, okay, get rid of the bottle. Amen? And then they usually go, sometimes they go to the chipon. Amen? For those of you who don't speak Spanish, that's, you know, the chupi. Amen? Or the, the binky. I don't know what you guys want to call it. The pacifier. Amen? You know, but... Everybody has their, their process. You know, some never, they never get to experience the binky or anything. I, never, I don't think I ever did, amen? My grandson's like stuck on it right now. 
But he's going through his process. He's growing. It's okay. It's not a big deal. But again, once you get to the end of that process, you got to like kick the binky out, kick the bottle out, right? Got to get rid of that stuff. Just as a baby needs to do certain things to grow physically, so do we physically, but also spiritually. There's some certain things that we need to do to be able to grow spiritually, amen? And I'm gonna share a few things with you here this morning. One of the things that we need to do to be able to grow spiritually and be able to fulfill the potential that God has put upon our lives or the design that God has for each and every one of us is first we have to have a desire to grow. Huh? Sounds simple, right? Sounds real easy. Gotta have a desire to grow. And you might be here to say this morning, I got a desire, pastor, I got a great, I got a desire to grow, amen. You have to have a desire to grow. You will never grow unless you want to grow. Huh? Simple principle. Unless you want to grow, you're never going to grow. You can't just say, well, you know, I got a desire to grow. Okay. But if you don't go about doing the things that you need to do within that desire, you're not going to grow. Because it just sounds good. Amen? Now, most kids growing, again, like even when I grew up, most kids grow up wanting to be like their mom, right? I want to be like my dad, or even his, I want to be like Mike. Like Mike, like Mike V, amen? I don't want to be like Mike. Amen, because I got more hair. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, I'm just kidding. But we always grow up thinking, I want to be like this person, I want to be like that guy, right? Nowadays, kids, they look at these pro athletes and say, I want to be like him, I want to be like him, right? They have a desire to want to be like that, amen? They want to be like that person. But we've we got to have a desire to be like Christ. Say, I want to be like Christ, man. I want to be like he, I want to be like Jesus, Amen. I want, you know, not like I want long hair and a beard. And I want to be cool and, you know, have all these people around me. Not like that. I'm talking, I want to be like Christ. I want to be able to, you know, walk into a room and be, people be able to feel the power of Christ on me. Not because of me, but because of him. I want to be able to go somewhere and be able to bring the, the love of God. I want to be able to go somewhere and be able to bring the peace of God because it's in me. I want to be like him. I want to be like him, like nobody else. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2 Verse two, the Bible says, desire pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Amen. We must want to grow. We got to want to grow. If you don't want to, you won't. It's just simple, plain, excuse me. If you don't want to, you won't. So if you sit here this morning, you say, you know, I don't want to grow. Well, there you go. Well, you won't. You don't got to worry about it. You're not going to just grow on accident. <laughs> you don't got to think, well, if I sit here, I, uh, I just might grow. I got to get out of here. No, if you don't want to grow you're not going to grow. Don't worry about it. You might learn a few things by sitting here, but if you don't want to grow, don't worry about it. You're not going to grow. I'm, I'm talking to people who just want to want to grow. Does anybody here want to grow? Well, then you're in the right place. Amen. Sometimes it seems that some Christians, they like being spiritual babies. Hello, right? They don't want to grow up. They like being a spiritual baby. They like being that spiritual toddler, if you will or whatever you know, level they might be at, amen? Because sometimes they, they grow a little bit and they get to a certain spot and they, whoop, I'm stopping right there. They, they're not a baby anymore, but they're a little, they're a toddler. But they're, they're still not, you know, they're still not where God wants them to be. They're still down here. God says, no, I want you to be up here. Just, you're not gonna go from here to here, but it's still, it's a process. You gotta go from, you know, baby to a toddler to a, I don't know, whatever's after that, amen? And then you just get bigger, amen, you get taller. Praise the Lord, spiritually. But sometimes they just don't wanna grow up. They like staying spiritual babies. And I was like, God, why would anybody want to stay a spiritual baby, right? Because I know as a kid, again, I, wanted to, I couldn't wait to grow up. I couldn't wait to do all these things, right? But why would anybody want to stay like that? And then God showed me, hello, because it's easy. It's easy to be a baby. They don't got to do nothing. 
How many babies do you know get up, make their own bottles and burp themselves and do all those things? They don't. They're, they don't have to do anything, right? Because it's easy to be a baby, right? There's no responsibility, right? Well, I, don't, I can show up to church anytime I want. I can leave, you know, during the altar call. I can, you know, go up to the very top and lay down and take a nap during service. I can, you know, I don't got to go to no prayer meetings. I don't got to do this. I don't got no response. Ah, whatever. That's one reason why some of them stay like that because they don't want no responsibility, amen? Or some because they love it because everybody feeds them, amen? How many know babies love to have other people feed them, right? Feed me, feed me, Wah! And it, unfortunately, it's like that in the church sometimes. They come to church like, come on, feed me, feed me. Come on, feed me, feed me, feed me. Oh, come on, oh, I didn't like that. Pfft. Man, it didn't taste good. <laughs> right? Amen? Because they like other people to feed them. Amen? Or they like other people to clothe them. Pray for me. All the time. Every time you talk to them, it's pray for me. Pray for me. It's like, pray for yourself. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, of course, we want to pray for you. But spiritual, eventually, you got to learn to pray for yourself, man. you got to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord. The Bible says that. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes, you, you know, there's not going to be anybody around to pray for you. So what? you got to grow up. Pray for yourself. Come on. If you're saved, you're sanctified, you're set free. you got power. Pray for yourself. And then we'll pray for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, we want to pray for you, but sometimes it's just, you know, it's like, pray for me, pray for me, pray. Always praying for it. It's like, come on, grow up. Get out of that. And let, pray for yourself. You can do it. You can pray for yourself. You can see things happen in your life through your prayer. Amen. And another because why? Because they like to have their diaper changed. Uh-oh. Right? So and so this, so and so that. Oh, don't okay, I'll take care of it. I'll go time. Don't want to take care of it. Oh, and this help you. Oh, okay, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Right? Oh, I messed up. But I, oh, it's okay, I'll take care of it. I'll change you. No, change your own diaper, man. You go deal with it. Something happens in the, you know, something happens in your life or something happens in the church, and you're like, you know, you're always Ooh. No. And I say this, you know, but I I'm but I'm serious. It's like when you once you become you get to a certain age within your spiritual walk and mature. You need to learn to take care of it and say, you know what? No, I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. You know, I'm a woman of dignity, you know, respect. I'll deal with this. Of course, you know, according to what the Bible says and according, you know, to what's right. You know, you're not just like, well, I'm going to take care of this. You know, I'm tell her who she's talking to. You know, no, I don't mean like that. Right? The pastor said, I need to change my own diaper. I'm going to show her. Right? I'm going to, mm. No, I mean, like, you know, dignity, respect, right? The way, you know. Pray about it, right? Take it to prayer and say, okay, Lord, maybe it's me. You know, why do we got to keep changing your diaper? Taking care of it every time, you know, something happens, you know, we got to take care of it. I mean, yes, we're here to do that. We're here to help. We're here, of course, again, don't take it out of context. I just mean, as, a, as a, somebody that's growing, you have to come to a certain point to where I need to do this on my own, right? Just like, just like our kids. Once they get to a certain age, it's like, you need to make your own dinner, man. Come on, now, I just got off of work, brother. You know, I just, did you guys see me just walk in the door? Right? Still got my uniform on, like, right? It's like, what's for dinner? Huh? I should be asking you that. What's for dinner? You've been home all day playing video games, brother. What's for dinner? Right? There comes a time when you got to grow up, man. Because if we don't, what happens is if, if we don't allow the, the people within our church, and she'll tell you too, if we don't allow you guys to grow up and take care of things, you guys will never learn to do that on your own. And it's like, but that's not what Christ wants. God doesn't want somebody always doing everything for you. 
I mean, if something happens and you can't handle it, of course, we're there to fool. We want to come in. We want to help. We want to lock arms with you and believe God with you by faith. But uh, still, you know, but once that part's over, okay, now it's you. Now you got to start believing by faith. You got to start doing things by faith. You know, amen. We're, of course, we're going to believe with you, but you got to start doing things by yourself. Not because we just want to throw you out there, because when you do get out there, we want you to be able to handle it and be able to say, no, I got this, man. You know, the enemy's coming. No, not in my house. Huh? Amen. You don't have to call the pastors every time your, your kids come home late. Pastor, she came home late again. Okay. I don't know what to do. All right. You know, amen. You know, uh, lock the door. I don't know. I mean, it's like, come on. Just do it. Just grow up. Amen. Hopefully I'm not, I don't want to offend anybody this morning. Amen. I just want to, I want to be transparent. I want to be real. Amen. Because I really, I believe that God wants to do awesome things in your life. I truly, truly do. Amen. God did not create us to stay babies. Huh? He didn't create us to stay babies when we were born. Right? When we came out of our mother's womb, we were not created to stay like that. And it's the same way within our spiritual walk. When God, you know, saved us and transformed our lives, he didn't, he didn't do that just to, so we could stay that way. He says, no, I, I did that because you're going to grow just like everything else I've created. Everything else I've created, just like you, you're going to grow. So we have to go from milk to meat. Hold on, look at your neighbor and say, milk to meat. Amen. I don't know. Milk is good. I love milk. Amen. I love milk. I go in the kitchen and you know I was looking. Right? And then my wife will be like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. But I love milk, right? I love milk. But you know, James Fetchup, I love meat. Amen. Me and James, we love meat. Right? But I'm talking about spiritual milk, spiritual meat. Yeah, in the beginning you get saved, God transforms your life, you know, you're, you're, you have that spiritual milk because you're able to digest it. You're, you're able to, you know, to, 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 to take it for what it is, really, because, you know, you, you don't want to try to feed, you know, a six-week-old baby a, a chunk of prime rib. It's just not going to happen. They're going to choke on it, right? They're going to die, really, but that's the same way spiritually. You know, somebody comes to the altar, you know, like last night we were in Watsonville, and, you know, people came to the altar, giving their lives to the Lord, and, you know, like, hey, man, God bless you, here's a piece of steak, wham! No, they're going <coughs> to... You know, they're going to die. You know, they're not going to be in church on Sunday. They're going to die. And so that's what I mean. Spiritually, we can't do that. We have to make sure, okay, but again, it comes to a certain point. Now you go from milk to meat. Got to get rid of the milk. I got to put that bottle away, man, and start pulling out the barbecue, man. Start, you know, all right. Start making some meat. Amen. And parents don't know what I'm talking about. Amen. Parents that got kids that are older, you know, you've, you've already gone through your, they've, they've lived with you, they've left, they've come back, they've left, they've come back, amen. You know what I'm talking about. Because there's, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. There's still like people that are like 40, 45 years old living at home in the same room that they grew up in, still decorated like they're in high school. <laughs> I'm just being real. You go in the room, you're like, well, that's a cool Madonna poster. Wow, you got like 20 of them. That was my room in high school. I'm just going to be real, amen. But sometimes the people, they just never grow up. They haven't grown up. They still live their lives the way they used to, year after year after year. It's a mentality. It's just a mentality. Like I'm saying, you walk in the room, you're like, wow, looks like you're still in high school. <laughs> amen. But then they walk the same way, amen. The walk is still the same way because they didn't have a desire to grow. They didn't have a desire to go then, and then now they get saved, and somehow, someway, they still have that same mentality. And it's not their fault. It's just, you know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, you know, a psychiatrist. I can't tell you exactly why it happens. But I can tell you that it doesn't have to be like that. 
When you get saved, you can say, okay, like the Bible says what? When you get saved, the old has passed away. That old 45, that 45 year old that has all the Madonna posters, amen, doesn't have to, that's not him no more. Now you're a new creation. You've been reborn. All that stuff doesn't have to be like that anymore. Now you can grow the way God wants you to grow. Amen? But you gotta have a desire. But with that desire to grow, we also have to be able to maintain it. It's, I mean, we can have a desire and say, man, I want to grow, man, I want to grow. Okay, great, we're growing, hey, amen. But sometimes to be able to maintain that desire, to maintain the fire, to keep the fire going of that desire to grow, to constantly grow, so that's, it's hard. That's where a lot of the work comes in. Yeah. Amen, that's where the work comes in. That's where the work comes in, amen? Because see, the devil doesn't want you to grow. The devil doesn't want me to grow. He doesn't want me to go any farther than I'm, where I'm already at. You know, and I'm not saying because I'm at somewhere. I'm just saying, but where I'm at right now, this is not the end for me. This is wherever you're at right now, that's not the end for you. That's just where you're at right now. God's still got a lot more for you. I don't know what it is, even in my life. I, still, I, can, I can probably look maybe a year down the road and say, okay, that's probably where God wants me. Farther than that, it's kind of like, really not sure. But that's okay. But because I know whatever it is, I'm going to get there one day. I'm on my way there. But I got to be able to maintain that desire to get there. Say, I want to get there. I can see it. Don't know what it is. Amen. Like you're dry, you see something like, what is that? I don't know. But I'm going to get there. I'm going to see it pretty soon because I'm getting closer. Amen. As you begin to get closer, then God begins to reveal things to you and clarify things. But you got to maintain that desire. Amen. Because if you don't, you become stagnant. If you don't maintain that desire to grow, you become stagnant. Amen. In your growth, you begin to get satisfied. Mm, that's dangerous right there. Satisfied. Right? I can't get no satisfaction. Amen. Sometimes we, we it's like, well, that's what we want. We want to get satisfied. We want to get to a certain point where we're like, okay, now... I got satisfaction. I'm here. I got there, man. Whew, hallelujah. Amen. And there's, there are times when we, you know, I guess you could say, eh, it's, that's appropriate. Maybe you get, you know, because you've, you've come from so much, right? And you get to a certain point, you're like, ah, yes. Of course, we get there. We get to a certain, we get to a, maybe one of our goals. But you got to remember, we have an ultimate goal. We have short-term goals. Yeah, I, wanna, I don't want to be here anymore. But I, I want to be here, but then I want to be there. But then I want to be there. And then I want to be there. It's like, yeah, we do have those, those milestones in our life or those points where we get to where it's like, yes, I'm here. But then that's just so you can go, all right, now let's go on to the next one, man. Now let's just grow to the next one. Amen? Spiritual growth never ends. It's a lifelong process. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, it says this. This is Paul speaking. It says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, do not, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do is forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Paul understood it. He totally got it. I mean, we come in, we're like, I don't get it. Right there, it's right there for us. Paul totally understood it. He got it. He understood that, yeah, he might have came from a lot of things, but that doesn't matter. He can't stay there. He's got to keep going for what God has for him ahead. Amen? He knew I haven't arrived I might be somewhere where I, I wasn't before, but that's really all it is. I'm just, where I, I'm just not where I used to be. That's what he's saying. He says, you know what? I might have been over here, but now I'm over here, but I'm just not where I used to be. doesn't mean I've gotten there yet, but I'm just not where I used to be because I still got somewhere I got to go. And then he goes. Amen? Paul recognized that. <clears throat> but we got to be very careful about getting satisfied in certain areas of our spiritual walk, like even Peter in the book of Matthew, right? He's telling Jesus, oh, man, I'll never deny you. I'll never, never deny you, right? He was adamant about it. He was telling Jesus, oh, man, it's until the hubcaps fall off, man. I'm, I'm here for you, Jesus, mm, me and you. 
right? And what happened? Next day, denied him three times. He didn't just deny him once. He denied him three times. Amen? He thought he had come to a place where he would never deny Jesus. Well, oh, no, that wasn't happen to me because I said, well, I'm right here. I'm right here. He was with Jesus. He wasn't like in the same town as Jesus. He was with Jesus. He walked with them, slept with them. You know, all these things with Jesus. You know, he, he, he had got to that point where he thought, oh, yeah, I'm here, man. You don't get no better than this. I'll never deny you, man. Never. Amen. What had first, first chance he got? First three chances he got. Gave him up. Quick. Amen. Not to hold that against him, but because look what he went on to do. Amen. He's rock. Man. Built the biggest church. Right? We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Peter. Amen. But he still did that because he thought he was there. He thought he had got to a certain place within his maturity that he would, he could, certain things could happen to him. Come on now. I've been there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says this. So, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Be careful that you don't fall. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me. <laughs> I could probably say, maybe if I can get correct here, three times? <laughs> She's probably going to go. Right? I've gotten there certain like three or four times in my life since I got saved. Where I thought, you know, hey, I'm good, man. I got to a certain point. I mean, it wasn't that I got, you know, it wasn't where I'm at now, but I got to certain things, positions as far as in my spiritual walk, not as like positions with the titles or nothing like that, but I was, hey, I was saved. I got out of the home. I'm, I'm at home now. I got my kids. Everything's gone. I got a job. I'm good, man. Fell. Man, went back to the home, right? Did some restoration, right? Good. Okay, now, wham, now I'm good. Come back, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to take the word for Jesus. Again, you know, and it happened again. I didn't think it happened again. <laughs> Amen. The last time, you know, I don't know if I've ever shared this, I found myself sitting in a jail cell, looking around like, I just don't think this is what God had planned for my life. <laughs> this is not where I'm supposed to be right now, right? But then God says, oh, yeah, 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 that's where you're supposed to be right now because, you know, that's where I got you. That's where you're supposed to, but I didn't have to be there. I didn't have to be there. But see, I, got, I allowed myself to be there because I thought I had, you know, I was okay where I was at before. I'm just going to stay right here, man. I'm not, you know, I don't need, no, I'm not trying to be no pastor. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to date right here, man. Right here. Right here in the back row. Nothing against the back row. <laughs> Amen. But just, you know, figuratively speaking, I'm just going to be back here. I'm just like, I'm cool. I'll be a Royal Ranger commander, right? I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, hang out with the little guys. Because they, you know, they they're not going to challenge you. I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong about that one. Amen. Ask AJ. Ask Manny. Ask Commander Andrew. He's here, right? Commander Andrew, he's here. You ask him. Amen. Man, those guys worked us. Amen. That will grow you. If you want to grow, get involved in the kids gang. I'm just letting you know. Amen. But see, I had gotten to a point where I thought I was okay. I could just stay right here and I'll be okay. And I can stay like that forever. Some people, they do, they just stay like that. But they have no victory, right? They don't have no, they still don't have any hope, really, because their hope is just on, well, okay, he, he did that in my life and now I'm okay. They don't have any hope for more that God can do. You know, they still have those same things come up. And they're like, man, how come I'm not getting any victory? How come I'm not seeing this happen? How come I'm not seeing that happen? It's because you're not growing. You're not doing things to allow yourself to grow, to go to another level with Christ. Amen, like Pastor Abel said, we gotta go to another level, man. We gotta go to another level. You see, we will never reach a point or become so mature that we can't fall. See, having no desire to grow comes from not seeing the need to grow. 
And that was my problem. I didn't see the need to grow anymore. I was like, why? I'm, I'm not getting high no more. I'm not drinking no more. I'm smoking no more. Oh, that's a lie. I was smoking. Amen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm being revealing right now. Amen. I was in the church. I wasn't getting high. I wasn't drinking. But I was smoking. And I, nobody knew. Well, I thought nobody did. Amen. But, you know, I, had, I, I didn't see the need to grow anymore. I'm like, why? Well, you know, my, man, compare this to the life I lived before. Whoo. Oh, man, my wife should be super blessed. Right? That I'm not the person I used to be. Right? But that wasn't it. God said, no. Nah. And he allowed those things to come. He allowed those things to come into my life. But when he brings those things, we can either grab a hold of them and use them, right, so we could grow. Or in my case, we allow them to knock us over. Amen? Because we, we don't see the need to grow anymore. We say, why? Why should I grow? Why? I mean, I'm not where I used to be. Amen? You might not be where you used to be, but you're not where God wants you to be. Huh? And whenever you're not where God wants you to be, you're always gonna you're always gonna uh, come against you know uh, some things that are gonna try to keep you there. Because God says, no, I want you over here. Amen. This is where I want you. You used to be over here, but I want you way over here. But you might be right here right now, but that's not where I ultimately want you. Sometimes we, you know we have to say, okay, Lord, take me from here to there. Take me from here to there. I know I'm not there. I'm right here, but you want me over there? Okay, that's where I want to go. Amen. <sighs> is it hot in here? Is it just me? It's just me. All right. Praise the Lord. Because a lot of Christians, they, they, you know, I know it happened to me too as well. There's a lot of me today, amen? Again, this message spoke to me. A lot of people say, well, how come, why not me, God? How come I'm not getting used like that? How come they're not sending me to another country, Lord? How come I don't get to go, you know, do this? And how come I'm not going to doing that? How come they don't ever ask me, right? That, that was me. I, that happened to me. And it's because you're not spiritually ready yet. You're not in a position to where, you know, if we did do something like that, we say, hey, you know what? Why don't you go on the team and go over there? You might die spiritually. You might come back and say, you know what? Forget church, man. Forget God. Forget Christ, man. I don't even know why I went over there in the first place. You know, all because somebody said something to you and you weren't spiritually ready to handle it. You know, because I'm just going to let you know right now. What's this church full of? People. People are going to hurt you. People are going to say things that don't, you don't agree with. People are going to say things that might hurt your feelings. That's just how people are. It doesn't matter if they're in church or not. They're still people. Just because you come to church doesn't change you. You're not, a, I mean, changing the fact you're still a person. Right, so we still, we're, 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 you know, Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. So it's gonna happen. So I'm leading on right now, it's gonna happen. So when it happens, don't say, I didn't ever do this was gonna happen. No, pastor totally told you on Sunday that this was gonna happen. But sometimes we're not spiritually ready for that. And you might think, well, that doesn't make sense. Come on, why would I, you know, leave God because somebody said some, something to me that I didn't agree with? <laughs> You'd be surprised at what people will leave Christ over because they're not spiritually ready. So sometimes like, why me? How come not me? You need to ask God, how come not you? Why not you? Because when you ask God, God will show you. But you've got to be able to, to see it. When he gives you that answer and he reveals it to you, you've got to be able to take it and say, wow. Because sometimes he's not going to say, oh, because you're such a great, and they were so wrong. Why did they do that to you? You're my son, my daughter. Oh, they were wrong. No, they're going to say, what's wrong with you? Did you see what you were doing? They had every right to say what they said to you. You know, you need to suck it up. Come on, pick up your Bible and... No, press on. God is going to reveal it to you. He's going to show you. But you've got to be able to receive it, take it, and say, okay, I'm going to grow from it. Because that's why he does it. That's why he allows those things. Those trials and tribulations and issues, that's, those are just opportunities, stepping stones, to get where God wants to take you, man. But if you don't step on them, you miss them, what's going to happen? Whoa, you're going to fall right in the lake. You're going to fall right in. You drown. Amen? But that's going to take growth. It's going to take growth. It's not just about loving God. 
Don't get me wrong. We gotta love God. We have to have a love for God. We have to love, have to have a love for Christ. That comes, that's first and foremost. But that's just not enough. You can't just love God and think, oh, well, if I just love him, everything else will be okay. No, that starts there. But it's simply just not enough. It's not enough just to love him. We have to have the desire to be like him. We gotta have a desire to be like him, amen? And that's gonna take growth. Praise the Lord. Wow, I got stuck on that one for quite a while, amen? Secondly, Amen. Not only do we need a desire to grow and be able to maintain that growth, that desire to grow, we also, we need nourishment. As growing Christians or somebody who says, I want to grow, I've got a desire to grow, it's going to take nourishment. We've got to be able to nourish ourselves. We need the spiritual food of God's word. God's word has to be able to feed us. God's word's got to be able to come in and give us those, those vitamins and those different things that we need to be able to grow healthy. Just like a baby, Amen. Just like a baby, again, you don't feed a baby steak, you know, you know, and, the, and that milk, and that mother's milk, it has all the vitamins, has all the nutrients, has all the things that that baby needs to be able to grow. It's the same thing in the spiritual life, and that's the Word of God. The Bible is our nourishment. That's where we get those vital things that we need to be able to grow into healthy, powerful Christians, man. Without the proper food and diet, children are not going to grow, right? Kids are not going to grow. You see it all over the world. You see these kids on TV and they're all malnutrition. It's because they're not getting fed the proper things that they need. So they grow different ways, ways that they're not designed to grow, that they weren't created to grow. It's the same thing in our spiritual life. Amen? If we don't have the proper food and the proper diet, we're not going to grow the way that we're supposed to. Amen? And good parents know that. They pay attention to what they feed their kids. Well, most parents, amen? None will be here. Amen? Everybody here is good parents. But there's kids, man, every time you look at them, they got a lollipop in their hand, they got... You know, they're dumping sugar down their throats all the time. You know what I mean? That's not good for them. And same thing with us. You know, sometimes we get that, who was it? Uh, it was Pastor Abel. He said, he's talking about fast food, right? It's the same thing for us in our spiritual walk. Sometimes we settle for fast food. We settle for that, you know, that stuff on TV, right? Oh, did you see so-and-so on TV? Oh, man, he was breaking it down. Man, he was doing this. And he was doing that. Oh, man. And I, don't get me wrong. All those TV evangelists, all those, those that's great. Amen. But you got to get in on your own. You got to get in there and feed yourself. You got to get into the pull out the stuff that God has directly just for you. Amen. Because that guy, whoever that girl or whoever it was that was on the TV, they're preaching to the masses. You know, they're just throwing everything out there to everybody. But God's got something specific just for you. He's got some nutrients just for you. He's got some nourishment just for you. But you got to get it on your own. Amen. Because growing kids want food. Right? Feed me. They're always wanting, when they're growing, they always want food. They always want to eat. And the same thing should be for us. As we're growing in Christ, we're going in our Christian walk, we need to have that hunger. We've got to want to eat, man. We say, you know what? Give me some more because I'm still hungry. Come on, give me some more. I'm still hungry. Amen. Because I know when I'm eating, I, give me some more. I'm still hungry. Amen. Oh, that's just me. All right. thought we were in church today. Amen. Got to be honest. But I know when I'm hungry, I eat. Flat out. <laughs> when I'm hungry, I eat. It's just the way it is. It's the way God designed me. Amen. And hopefully, you know, when you're hungry in, in the, within the spiritual, you eat as well. When you're hungry, do you eat what you're supposed to? Or do you go for that fast food? Like, man, I'm feeling hungry right now. I'm just going to turn TV on. Or do you go over there and you pick up your Bible and read your Bible? Say, okay, Lord, feed me. I'm hungry right now. I'm going through something right now. I need some food, man. I need something. Right? I'm not looking for a Big Mac, right? I'm not looking for a Big Mac or a Happy Meal. Hello. I want no happy meal with no surprise in it. <laughs> Amen. Got enough surprises. Come on, man. I want a meal. I want meat and potatoes, man. Meat, potatoes, vegetables. Come on. What are the uh, uh, Brussels sprouts. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Those are the bomb, in case you didn't know. Are you crying for spiritual food? Are you crying for it? Because I even know when babies get hungry, they cry. They cry, they cry, they cry. If anybody, you guys got small ones, you know what I'm talking about. When they're hungry and they're not getting what they want, they cry. They cry, and they cry until they get what they want. Are you crying for that food of God's word? When you're not getting what you want from anywhere else, are you crying for it? God, give it to me. God, give it to me. Because the world's not giving it to me. My husband's not giving it to me. My wife, she's not, she's not delivering what I need right now. I need my nourishment from you, from your word, man. I need something fresh. Hallelujah. How many of us always better when it's fresh? Because God provides that for you. God provides that fresh food for growth. Again, amen, I like to eat. Amen. Hopefully, you like to eat as well. Spiritual food. See, we need to feed on the food of the word the same way because if we don't, we won't grow spiritually. We won't grow if we don't eat. We're not going to grow if we don't eat. We're not going to grow if we don't eat. Amen? 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, he had it up there earlier. It says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the knowledge. See, that's where we're going to learn about God. That's where we're going to learn about Christ. We're going to learn about uh, who he is and what he wants for our lives in his word. That's how we're going to grow. Because you say, well, I'm not growing because I don't know what God wants for me. Open the Bible. You want to know what God wants for your life? Open the Bible. God will reveal it to you through his word. He'll show you what his plan is for your life. Amen? Sometimes we think, you know, well, you, you think you're just going to open the Bible, it's going to say, have your name right there, and it's going to be a, you know, a whole thing on what he wants for, exactly for your life. No. You have to be able to get in there and begin to dissect it, begin to chew it up. Amen? Because then when you swallow, you're like, ah, right? When you chew up a nice piece of meat, you swallow it, you're like, mm, that was good. Ah, I want another one. Right? Is that just me? Hallelujah. I'm having a barbecue today, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Life groups having a barbecue today at my house from my life group, so keep talking about meat, amen. Praise the Lord. But that's where we get the knowledge from, from his word. Right? We can't watch stuff on TV and think, you know, because it's funny because you, you watch all these secular programs, whatever they might be, and every once in a while you hear somebody will throw out he'll throw throw out uh, a scripture or something that's in the Bible. And you're like, oh, wow, he, ooh, did you hear that? Wow, that just spoke to me right now. It's like, are you serious? That guy had, nothing, had no intention. Of, the whole reason why he said that had nothing to do with God, had nothing to do with Christ, had nothing to do with you as a Christian, but all of a sudden it spoke to you. It's like, no. All that stuff is, you know, they use that stuff for whatever they use it for. You need to go to the Bible. Take it out of the Bible. Take it out of God's word. Don't take it out of, you know, scrubs or whatever TV programs you're hooked on, amen, because I know I'm hooked on, there's some ones I'm, you know, I like to, but when they throw that stuff out there, I don't, you know, I'm like, wow, that guy's spiritual, man, yeah, he said God, he said the word God, I need to watch that show again, <laughs> did you hear him, he said God, I knew he was a Christian, <laughs> no, we can't get our food and our nourishment from that stuff, because that stuff is polluted, it's polluted, it looks good, right, it even smells good, like, you look at a Big Mac, you're like, that looks good. Come on, it looks good, it smells good. But I'm telling you, it's not good for your body. It's not good for your body, man, I'm telling you. And it's not good for our soul. So it's not good for our soul. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says, Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Huh? The Bible is God's mouth speaking his word of spiritual nourishment. The Bible is God's mouth speaking words of nourishment to us. But we have to be able to listen to it. And the way you listen to it is by reading it. Amen. It's not going to read itself. Amen. You know, unless you go to, your, go to a podcast, you know, then it reads it for you. Amen. But unless you do that, it's not going to, you know, you can't just sit there and look at your Bible and say, okay, speak to me. Come on, speak. 
No, you got to read it. You got to actually pick it up, open it, look at it, and read it. Amen? To get that nourishment. But see, to get it, again, we have to go after it. We have to be able to go after the nourishment. It's not going to just come to us. It's not going to just, you know, hey, I'm over here. I'm going to, you know, stay right there. I'll be right there. I'm going to come to you. <laughs> I'm going to bring nourishment to you. No, the Bible is going to sit there and say, come to me. Right? Isn't it, remember what Jesus said uh, to Peter when he was walking on the water? He said, come. Come on. You want it? Because he said he wanted it, right? He said, do you, you know, he said, do you want it? He said, yeah. He said, okay, well, come. Come on. Come on with it. Bring it. Bring, come over here. Come get it. Right? You got to go get it, man. I know a lot of us in the world, we used to be go-getters, right? We used to be hustlers. We used to be do whatever we got to do to get what we wanted, right? Come on, now I know where I'm at today. This is Victory Outreach, right? We used to do what we had to do to get what we wanted. Well, it should be the same way when it comes to the word. When we got, we, there's something we need, we need to go get it, man. When it comes to the word of God, it comes to nourishment, feeding ourselves, we need to go get it. Look at your neighbor and say, go get it. Without the proper diet, we will become spiritual midgets or we will eventually fall away from the Lord. We will, that's what will happen. We will say spiritual, spiritually small. We'll just be right here. Well, God says, no, I called you to be a giant, man. I called you to be a giant in the Lord. I didn't call you to be, just stay a baby like that. Amen? Reading God's word regularly, that's part of it, right? Coming to church and receiving on, on Sundays and Thursdays, that's a part of it, right? Life group involvement. Life group involvement. Life group involvement, amen. I'm gonna keep throwing that out there. Life group involvement. Gotta get involved in a life group, man. It's more, than, more about than just coming to church. It's outside of these four walls. You gotta be able to feed yourself. Go to a place where you're gonna get fed. You know, we were able to go to somebody's house to sit down and, you know, say, hey, you know what? I didn't really understand what the, what the, what the preacher was saying. And what did he mean when he said that? You know, how does that apply to me? And you're able to share and say, okay, well, let's, let's check it out. And let's talk about it. And you're able to walk out of it going, wow, okay, I learned something, man. Man, that helped me. I'm gonna be able to, wow. All right, I'm going to be able to now, that thing's coming and I, I'm ready for it now. Now I can, I can, look, I can look at it head on and say, okay, man, no, this is what the Bible says. Because I learned that in my life group. They were able to share with me. They prayed for me, man. You know, uh, uh, and, and, and just really get in there and say, okay, God, I want to grow. Because you can't just grow by coming to church. You can't grow just by sitting at home and reading the Bible. Because you've got a lot of people that are couch Christians. Right, they're couch Christians. Well, I'm just going to stay home and read my Bible and watch so-and-so on TV. That's my church. It's like, no, you're not going to grow like that. They don't grow. Those people don't grow. You don't ever even see them go outside. They're not growing. Amen. They might be growing on their couch. Amen. They're stuck to it. Amen. They don't want to get up. That's not spiritual growth. You've got to get involved. You've got to go out and get it. You've got to go to the place where it's at. Amen. It's not just going to come to you all the time. Yeah, sometimes you might be, you know, in a, in a position where, you know, they need to come to you and say, hey, man, can you come over and pray for me, pray for my family? Yeah, of course. We're going to come. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God together. But you got to get on, out on your own, man. You got to get out and say, you know what? I'm going tonight. I know I don't want to, I don't feel like going tonight. You know, I've already went to church today. But you know what? I know Pastor Ted, we said he's having a barbecue, so it's not about that. I'm going to go for, you know, I want some nourishment, man. I want to go because, you know, yeah, because I want barbecue, amen. But because I want, to, I want the word of God, amen. <laughs> I want the word of God. I want to learn something, amen. I want to be able to grab some more. I need more. I need more, amen, I want to go. And it might not even be, you know, to my life group. You know, we've got a bunch of life groups that you can go to. You know, and maybe you might even say, you know what, I want a Bible study in my house. I want people to come to my house, you know, and bless my house, you know, and have Bible study in my house. I want to open up my home, amen. So that's you, you come talk to me after service. And we'll make sure that you open up your house and people come over to your house and have Bible study, amen. Because it's important. It's going to help us grow, amen. Because when we lack in these areas, we'll become malnutritioned malnutrition. Reading at home is not enough. Coming to Sunday service is not enough. We need to fill our souls with the buffet that God makes available to us. 
God lays it all out, man. He lays a whole buffet out and says, just, man, just partake. Man, just go for it. And sometimes we just kind of look at it like, man, I don't like that, man. It's like, what? That's a buffet, man. How many of you guys have ever been to a buffet and said, uh, I don't see nothing I like? Come on. There's always got to be at least one thing in a buffet that you like. And usually you stick to just that one thing. Amen. You see these people that got these nothing but crab legs. Like, yeah. Woo. They got, man, man. You're like, man, I hope they left some. Amen. You know? And then you got the ones that just stand there waiting for them to bring more. Like, they're standing with their plate. But because they're hungry. Because they want it. We got to be like that. Amen. Standing at somebody's door going, hey, man, Bible says it's going to start. I'm here. I'm ready. I want to feed, man. I'm hungry. God's got a buffet for us. Amen. That's why life groups are very, 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 very vital. Amen. Because it's just like a fish in a fishbowl. How many guys ever had fish in a fishbowl before? Right? And you have your fishbowl. Wow, I got a little loud. You have a fishbowl. You have your fish, right, in there in the fishbowl. And he's like, man, how come the fish never grows? It never gets any bigger. I mean, are they like born that big and they just never get bigger? Are they created like that? No. It's because a fish will only grow as big as its environment or his bowl will allow it to grow. If you get a fish about this big and you stick him in a bowl that big, he's probably going to stay that big. But when you take that fish and you put him in a big aquarium, he's going to grow. He might not grow as big as the aquarium, but he's going to grow bigger because his environment, right? It's the same thing with us. Amen? It's the same thing with us. We need to fill our souls with that kind of stuff so we can grow. Put ourselves in a place where we can grow, right? Sometimes we think just coming to church, right? Our fishbowl. Or at home, our fishbowl. We're, we're going to grow like that. No, we're not. Amen? It's only going to grow as big as the bowl will allow it to, right? So you go into a life group, we'll expand the capacity of our spiritual fishbowl. We step out into other areas to help grow us. What it does, it expands our capacity to be able to, you know, grow more within that fishbowl. We grow our fishbowl, and we begin to grow exponentially, amen? Your growth potential then increases as large as you allow it, depending on how much you get involved. How much are you going to get involved? How much are you going to allow God to pour into you, Amen? Because you could get into a big giant fishbowl, you can get into a giant aquarium and just kind of stay to your side, right? You ever see a fish that does that? Put them in a bigger fish, put them in a bigger fish tank, I've seen it, and they kind of just hang out on one side of the bowl. And they never go to the other side, they just stay over here and then they die. They just die. I don't know why they do it, but that just kind of showed me, it's like you can't go to a big, like, because we're a good sized church, amen, we're a decent sized church. You can't come to the church and just stick to over here all the time. I'm just going to stay over here. I'm not going to do anything, talk to them. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stay over here. Even though it's a huge, you have so much opportunity, God has so much, so much more for you. And we stay over here. What happens is pretty soon we just, we die. Spiritually, amen? Thirdly, I'm going to close with this, amen? Thirdly, I'm going to close with this. AJ can go ahead and come. The team, praise the Lord. We got to have a desire. We got to have nourishment. And then we need exercise and practice. We need exercise and practice. Amen? I know you guys right now are going, oh, exercise. Brother, come on, we're getting ready to go on a fast. We're talking about exercise. Amen. But we got to have exercise and practice. And the worship team knows. Musicians know. Pro athletes know. If you don't exercise and you don't practice your skills, you don't practice different things, pretty soon you forget how to do it, right? You're never going to improve, right? If these pro athletes don't ever go and they do this thing over and over again, these certain fundamentals over and over again and practice them, and exercise, they're never going to improve. They're never going to get better at their game. They're, never, ever, they're not going to be able to make those millions anymore. Amen? The younger ones are going to be coming in. The ones that are doing that thing, the ones that are exercising, the ones that are practicing, they're going to be coming in and they're going to be taking their spot. Right? 
That's how it happens. You've ever watched that? He's like, man, why did they get rid of so-and-so? Man, that guy was a great ball player. Because look at the young ones that are coming in, man. These guys are hungry. These guys want it, man. They're out there early, practicing. They're the, they're the first ones to get there and the last ones to leave, man, from practice. Amen? And they get used. It's the same way spiritually speaking. The more we exercise, the more we practice, the more we improve, the more we grow, the more we can be used by God. And, you know, we, then we were able to see when we get in that, well, how come me and how come them? Well, look, look what they're doing. Look what, where they're putting the positioning themselves. They're putting themselves in a position by exercising and practicing these different spiritual uh, principles to where God is able to grow them. And God is able to say, okay, now you're ready. Now I can send you over here. Now I can put you over there. Now you can go over there. Now you can minister in this realm. Amen? But unless we put ourselves in that position, let me start doing that, start exercising, practicing. Huh? In order to improve, it's going to take continual repetition. You can't say, well, I went to one prayer meeting last year. Okay. It's not going to make you a prayer warrior. Amen. If you've got a desire to be a prayer warrior, whatever opportunity there is for prayer, whatever they, you know, they have it at uh, Brother Augie's house or wherever, you need to go. You need to be there. If that's what your desire, you say, you know, my desire, you know, I want to be a prayer warrior, man. I want to be an intercessor. I want to learn how to get in there and pray for everything, right? That's what prayer warriors and intercessors do. They don't just pray for you. They pray for everything, you know? They pray for everything. Amen. They pray for everything. But they do it. Why they're so good at it is because they do it all the time. They practice it. They exercise that, 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 that muscle that they have, amen? Just like a child that's learning to rock, ride a bike or learning to walk. They don't just get up one day and go, start walking, right? And you guys know they don't get on a bike and start riding. It doesn't happen like that. It happens with repetition. Sometimes they fall. Sometimes they get a boo-boo, amen? But we get them right back up and say, no, you can do it. Come on, right? No, come on, get up. You can do it. Come on, you can do it. And they might fall down again. They might bump their knee again. It's okay. Just get back up. Get back on the horse. Come on, you can do it. That's what we're called to do. We're called to encourage. Come on, you can do it. Leaders, huh? Life group leaders, pastors, right? That's what we're called to do. You know, when people are, are they have a desire, they're, they're feeding themselves, they're growing, and they're, they're trying to exercise and, and do these different things. When they fall, it's okay, we're there to encourage. Come on, get back up. You can do it. Come on, get back up. You can do it. I feel I got back up. I can do it. You can do it too. Come on, get back up. You know, instead of saying, oh, they tried. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No. Pick them up. Pick them up. Say, come on, you can do it. Just got to practice. Come on. You can get it. Just got to exercise. Come on, you can do it. You know, we just got to, you know, we don't push them, but we encourage them. Amen. We don't push, we encourage. It's a difference. Amen. You've all heard it. Practice makes perfect. Not really. But it does promote improvement. We're never going to be perfect. Never going to be perfect. Just because you practice them, you're going to be perfect at it. Right? It's not going to happen. There's no perfect ball player. There's no perfect football player. No perfect anybody, anything, except for Jesus Christ. But practice does promote improvement. It does uh, motivate growth within our lives. And that's what we need. We need growth. We can't be those spiritual babies anymore. We can't. We have to go from milk to meat. We've got to go from milk to meat. Hebrews says, those who are full of age by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Huh? You've been exercising and you've been practicing the principles in the Bible when good and evil, when evil comes, we're able to see it for what it is. We're able to discern it, amen, for what it is. Because we've exercised, not just our minds, but our hearts. Amen. 
First Timothy says, exercise yourself towards godliness. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to exercise ourselves towards becoming more like God, becoming more like Christ in his image, amen? The Bible says we were created in his image. And that's what we're supposed to attain to, to be the image of Christ. Not just in our families, but in the church and within the world, city around us. That's what they're looking for. The world is looking for mature people to rise up and to lead. That's, that's what God had intended for us. I truly believe that. It was to lead this world. We must learn to apply spiritual truths again and again and again to become effective in doing God's work. We gotta go from just loving God to doing the work of God. We can't get stuck just in loving Him only. We gotta go from loving to doing. Loving God to doing the work of God. That's what He called us for. He called us to do the work of the ministry, which is people. He's called us to reach the world. Not just Hayward, He called us to reach the world. And the Bible doesn't say it, but no pain, no gain. Right? We've got to put in work. We've got to put in work if we're going to see things change within our life. Amen? We will never reach our God-given potential if we don't cultivate the desire to grow, the desire for nourishment, to nourish our spirit with his word and put into practice the spiritual truths and principles that we learn. But just because we put ourselves on this great journey of growth, amen, that I know that we all want to be part of, we all want to be on that journey, we all want to be on that process of growth, but just because we put ourselves in that process doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. doesn't mean we're not going to fall short sometimes, amen? It's going to happen, it's okay. Just dust yourself off, get back up, amen? So I'm here to let you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You might hear a great message one day, and the next day you think, man, it's going to be all, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take practice. It's going to take exercise. It's going to take nourishing ourselves. Amen. It's going to have, take having a desire to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. I don't want to be the person I used to be. I don't want to stay the way that I am right now. Yeah, I might not be who I used to be, but I know I'm not who God wants me to be. Go ahead and stand with me here this afternoon. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You know, maybe you're here today and maybe you're one of those spiritual babies. Maybe you just got saved. Praise God, you know. I praise God for, for new converts, people that get saved. I, we love you, and we're glad that you're, you know, you've become part of, of the family of Christ. You've given your life to the Lord. That's awesome. You know, and again, you need to be where you're at. We all need to be in that place when we first get saved. It's because you need to be there. You need to get that nutrition to be able to grow. And that's our job as Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay leaders, life group leaders, ministers, pastors. We're called to help them. We're called to help them, to help them grow, to go from milk to meat. Or maybe here this afternoon you find yourself, maybe you've, you're in that stagnant process part right now where you know, you're know you not, not really a baby, but maybe you're a toddler and you kind of got stuck right there. You got stuck. You're like, man, Lord, I don't know what it is. How come I can't go? You know, I just can't seem to get over this or that, go further. I'm just stuck right here. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're stuck right there. Or maybe, you know, you've been here for a long time. Maybe, you, you know, you've been around for quite a while in the Lord. But spiritually speaking, you're still, you're still the same as when you got saved. You know, you're still the same. You're like, man, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. 
I've been here a long time. But I desire to be somewhere else with Christ. I desire to be where he wants me to be. I want to be on that. I want to get on, I want to get on that process. I want to be able to position myself to be able to grow so that I can do the things that God designed for me to do. To do the things that God purposed for my life when he created me. That's what I want to do. And as they begin to sing this song, if that's you here this morning, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to open up the altars. So I want to pray with you here this, this afternoon. Amen. Hallelujah.